All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break for the next few segments and matches of the May 22nd edition of NXT. Before the break, we first went over the first match of the night, which was Adam Cole versus Carmelo Hayes. So Adam Cole refused to choose his own opponent, and he did not want to play by Joe's rules. But then Carmelo Hayes walked out to convince the former NXT champion to fight him. And so he slapped Cole in the face in a deliberate callback to John Cena's debut this match off hog this was a match that was very physical and pretty exciting to watch but it came down to the moment where Hayes and Cole both nearly took the win but nearly could take the three but the rookie blocked the pen first pen or sunrise attempt with a super kick with a second hit clean to give Cole the victory and backstage Will Regal took Cole not to provoke Joe any further and the former NXT champion responded by walking out After that, we then had Pete Dunne only lurking to finding the way. So, Gargano was talking about how we need, there needs to be a new face of NXT. And there needs to be a new NXT champion. And so that's when Gargano started praising himself that he is the one who is chosen to be the next face of the, to be the next face of the company. And of course, be the new NXT champion. And then that's when Pete Dunne and Ronnie Lurkin came out to confront the way. And, of course, Gargano was with Theory. So, uh, Gargano with Theory refused to do any fighting or anything like that with Lurkin or Dunne. And so, he went ahead and just walked off. But then, as they were making their way out to the ring, uh, Theory turns back at Dunn saying that he, he will be watching them and that, that's when Dunn suddenly smack, snaps the fingers back of Theory and Theory injured his hands and then backstage Gargano was like one, wanting to get consequences for working and Dunn but then that's when that's when Regal was swatted back by saying you're going to be put into a tag team match against Lorcan and Dunn and then that's when Gargano was like I'm not in my gear, and then that's when that's when uh, Regal was like, "You're resting, resting, wasting precious time because you just come continuously complaining." And so, last but not least, before our first break of the night was Zoe Stark and Eoshuai versus Aaliyah and Jessica Mayo. So, this was another solid match between these two. Tag teams, but it came down to the moment where Shawai made Aaliyah look up, look at over depth early, but then Robert still brand, followed by finding an opening to isolate Stark. But then that's when Candice Ray and Indy Hart arrived to watch the match closely. And then Shawai put this match away with a moonsault. But then afterward, the quarter camera Kalgazaz told Stark and Shawai that they would not pass him out for a title shot. Then this brought out Ember Moon and Shazi Blackheart, who then suddenly attacked Kai. And Gonzalez and Toast Mojo at the center of the officials to break up the action. And so now we're getting ready for the next match of the night, which is an unexpected match because it wasn't supposed to happen tonight. But of course, Regal made this match earlier tonight, and that is, of course, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory taking on Ori Lorcan and, and Pete Dunne in a tag team match. So. We go back to the ring and out comes away. Younger again when I was in theory. 
we see Gargano is still putting on his uh his ring jacket on as he made his way out to the ring. We see Theory's fingers are still taped as Pete Dunn and Orkin are out next. After Dunn revs up his entrance with Orkin, we see Dunn and Gargano are in the ring as they're going to start off this match. And so the ref calls for the bell and the match is on the way as Dunn and Gargano immediately trade counters and offense to start off this match. But Gargano gets the upper hand by grinding Dunn by the arm. But Dunn comes back. That's when Theory tags back in, but then using his hurt hand as Gargano is sent is sent out to the floor. But then Theory and Dunn run the ropes, but then Dunn gets the upper hand with a big clothesline to send Theory down. That's when Lorgan tags back in and loads in the corner with the chops on Theory. Lorgan then works on the on Theory's hand and arm. But then Dunn tags back in. Take over with the offense to Theory. Dunn then bends the injured fingers back, further damaging the fingers even more than what they already damaged to. Dunn then steps, Dunn then steps on the hurt hand, and then once more, Dunn continues working on Theory's hand as Theory is yelling on pain. As I can definitely feel his pain as I'm watching this, his injured hand get even more damaged. Then there was Theory's bandages and keeps fighting him and then sends him out to the corner. That's when Lorcan tags back in and takes over in Theory. But then Theory turns things around on the ropes and drops Lorcan with a big suplex. Lorcan then tags back in and they double team Lorcan in the middle of the ring. Don tags back in, but then Gargano catches him with an averted atomic drop. Theory then tags back in and they hit a modified drop kick heart attack. Theory then covers on Dunn for the pin, but Dunn kicks about two. Dunn tur turns swings back around right after the pin on Theory, and he goes right back to work on the hand. Dunn then grounds Theory around and drives a knee into the shoulder, working on the ribs, and then the fingers and shoulders again. Dunn then sits Theory on Dunn then sits on Theory and bends the finger back even more as Gargano watching from the apron. Dunn and Lorcan continue to dominate the match, keeping Lorcan keeping Theory down, preventing him from tagging in. But then Theory that gets driven into the edge of the apron by a double team slam. He then hits commercial with the with the fans moving Dunn and Lorcan as they stand to our ringside as they are in control of this match. We return for the break and Theory is being double team in the middle of the ring. Lorcan knows a big DDT to Theory. That's when Dunn tags back in and sums on Theory's arm while Lorcan, Lorcan is holding him down. Theory then was about to get a stump from Dunn, but Theory dodges it and suddenly rolls up Dunn for the pin, but Dunn kicks him at two. Dunn then goes back to the leg, but then Theory kicks him away to prevent anything from happening. And then Lorcan tags back in, and Theory goes to attack, but Lorcan stops him from tagging in Gargano. But then Gargano finally gets his hand over th to Theory, and gets tagged in by Theory as Gargano goes to work on Lorcan and Gargano sends Dunn off the apron. Gargano then hits the slingshot spear to Lorcan after kicking Dunn away from the apron. Gargano then runs the ropes and nails a suicide dive to Dunn on the floor but Lorcan fights off both Theory and Gargano but Theory and Gargano come back with dual attacks to him. Theory then 
it's a big seal seated springboard Spanish fight, but but he recovers on Lorcan, but then Lorcan kicks him out too. Don Gargano are trading finishers and strikes in the middle of the ring, and all four men are down as a fan in NXT. Lorcan and Theory get back up and trade shots in the ring, but Lorcan gets the upper hand with a big blockbuster. That's when Don tags back in and kicks Theory around, talking, taking it back down and working on his fingers and arms. Lorcan then runs in, but then Gargano decks him and breaks the hold up. Gargano then tags back in, but then Don rocks him with a stiff shot to keep him down. Don hits the snap German suplex on Gargano. But then leads into both men going back and forth with, with offense between these two, but Don the upper hand, nailing a slingshot spear out of nowhere, out of the air from Gargano. Gargano then fights off a double team, but then Theory and Gargano end up slamming, uh, slamming Dunn with a double team attack. Theory then make Theory then makes the save as Dunn bends the fingers back even more. Theory then. Blocks a power bomb attempt from Don, but then Don hits an Enziguri. Lorcan then nails a big uppercut to Theory, and Gargano then shuts Lorcan down with a super kick. Don then gets sent out to the floor, and Gargano runs in and nails a suicide dive into a DDT on the floor. Gargano then comes back in with one final beat to Lorcan for the pin to win the match. After the match, the music hits as the wave celebrates, and Gargano backs up the ramp with his arms in the air until Karen Cross only attacks from behind, dropping him with a big forearm shot. And the fans chant, you suck at Cross and boo him as Siri checks on Gargano as Cross returns to the stage, standing next to Scarlet. We then get a brief video package on. Let's go over what happened in this match before we get into that book. This was a solid tag team match between these two. Gargano versus Don is a smart match. These two are veterans that have to find NXT in their own way. Both could be good matches for Cross down the line. Johnny Wrestling played the face in this match, and it was fun to see Gargano working on that level again. He was on fire, and he and Don showed plenty of chemistry that should be explored further. For the moment, it looks like Johnny Wrestling will get a shot at Cross. If you see Johnny Wrestling truly return for this ma match, he will easily steal the show. Gargano has been great as a heel, but he will work much better as a, as a face. Working of the dominant NXT champion. So after that, we then get a brief video package on Frankie Monet and the encore of a world premiere is coming up next. We return back to commercial. We return for the break and we see the battery charging again and it goes from 40 to 41%. We then see Small Jaws backstage with NXT champion Karen Cross and Scarlet. Cross says, so these are the new rules. You can't do anything unless provoked. Jordan steps aside and lets Cross and Scarlet exit the building. Apparently kicked out. Scarlet then stops and sees that Joe and Joe then smirks. And then Joe then turns back around to see Pete Dunn staring him down as people are really trying to get in the skin of Joe by not being able to attack them. Unless provoked. After that, it has then been announced next week it will be 
a triple tag team number one contender match between Ember Moon, Shanti Blackheart versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai and NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez all next week. And the winners, of course, will challenge the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions away Indy Hartwell and Candice Array at the Great American Bash. Who will be able to win that match? I have no idea because all three teams are incredible. And so there's only one way to find out. And that's, of course, next week. So we go back to the ring and out comes new corner Electra Lopez. And she is being introduced. Out comes next the one and only Frankie Monet making her encore debut. Frankie does her unique entrance as she gets ready to, to face against Lopez here tonight. So, once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls for the bell and the match is on the way as Monet and Lopez go at it. Monet gets the upper hand in the start of this match by taking Lopez down to start. Both women get back up and go to the corner, but then Monet delivers a slap to Lopez and then backs off. Monet goes towards Lopez, but Lopez knows a no boat to Monet. But then Monet goes back over to Lopez, but then Lopez knows a big boot to Lopez, knows a big boot to Monet. Lopez then with a knows a scoop slam to Monet in the middle of the ring, then a pair of elbow drops. Lopez then shows off and does the round along Monet to recover. That leads into Monet fighting back from the apron, but then but Lopez unloads with strikes of her own. Both women run the ropes, but then Monet goes to work on the arm and delivers a knee and a takedown to keep Lopez down. Monet then mounts Lopez with more strikes while smiling throughout the whole entire thing. Monet continues to keep control and taunts Lopez, and Lopez tries to fight up on the map, and then Monet shuts her down once more. Monet then drops Lopez in the opposite corner and charges towards her, but she misses, hitting the turnbuckles. Lopez tries to mount some offense, but then Lopez was a jumping back elbow to, to knock Monet down, and Lopez continues to keep control and scoops Monet up, but Monet slides out, and Monet then knows the big forearm to stun Lopez, and Monet then delivers. Delivers her road to Van Hilla finisher for the victory. After the match, Monet stands tall as her music hits. He heads replays and Monet poses on the ropes as her encore to her debut is definitely a success. So, this match, well, Lopez did have some. Good offense in this match to actually have some actually let Monet work a little bit more harder in this match. This of course gave Monet the victory, and this of course a match to give Lever Loca Momento. She's of course a great wrestler who can do far more than this. And and of course Lopez tried her best in this match, but Monet was just too much for her. But what question is is what happens with Lopez going into the next few weeks? We'll have to we'll have to find out. As for Monet, 
most likely with the continuation of of what she can do here of what she did here tonight most likely this could potentially lead into Monet getting a title opportunity near the future because she definitely could be a pretty serious contender for the NXT Women's Champion if those two women meet each other down the line it would be pretty crazy to, if they do because that would be a pretty crazy match to look forward to And so, let's go ahead and move on and see what else is going to happen here tonight. So, we then see Mackenzie Mitchell was backstage with North American Champion Bronson Reed, asking about last week's warning from Santo Escobar. Reed brings up how he's recently dominated Escobar wonders what more does he want. But then that's when Hit Row interrupts and says, and Isaiah Sir Scott apparently wants the North American Championship. That's when top dollar AG Francis hunts Reed and steps to him. As John Thea Donis looks at the camera with the warning for Everoise, then Hit Row and then walks off as Tapla Tala tells Reed he's not even from North America. We then head back to commercial. We return for the break and we see a very earlier tale of Everoise trying to spray paint on Tapla's SUV but he catches them. We then head back to the ring and out comes Everoise, Matt Martell, and Chase Parker. Comes next, the one and only hit row. Top dollar Agent Francis and Ashante Theodonis with B Fab Bianca Brandy and Isaiah Swerve Scout. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Dollar immediately levels Martel with the shoulder that knocks Parker off the apron. He then manhandles Martel in the beginning of this match, yelling at him. That's when Adonis tags in and takes over on Martel. Parking the distracts from the apron and tags in. He then rocks Adonis, but then Adonis knows a drop kick. Adonis then mounts Parker, which strikes to keep control with the offense. That's when Della comes back in and Everise tried to double team him, but he easily fights him off and then they manage to dump him over the top rope to the floor and Everise shows off. And that's when we see Top Dollar. Seething as Parker goes for a suicide dive and then Dollar meets him with a humongous forearm. Dollar then comes back in and overpowers Martel, sending him into the corner for the big splash. Adonis tags back in and lowers Martel with the right hand, and Dollar tags back in for the assisted powerbomb into an inverted neckbreaker with Adonis. The Dollar covers for the pin and he gets the one, two, and three. That's it, Row is your winner. In the match, Hit Row celebrates in the ring as we head to replays. We come back to see Parker and the referee checking on, Matt, on Martel. Scott then leads Parker back out and Hit Row poses together. So, of course, this match definitely did its job. And Everise, of course, has built a unique niche in NXT. Martel and Parker could have been allowed to hit more offense in this contest, but Hit Row has just been too dominant lately. Hit Row looks unstoppable. And it's important that this continues. And Isaiah Sir Scott will need to, be, to win big when the time code is a fully established this stable. And so after that, we then see Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage with Mercedes Martinez. 
performing that she will face Boa and Xylee in a mixed tag team match next week. Mercedes says, I don't make friends that well, but I'm ready to go. But then that's when out of nowhere, Mercedes is suddenly attacked from behind. And that is Xylee herself. But then that's when Boa starts saying something to, to Mercedes. But then that's when Jake Atlas makes the save and Lois Bowen with a kick. And then Atlas says, it looks like he found someone to team up with. And so Atlas helps Mercedes up. And he says, it looks like I just joined the fight. It looks like it's official of who Mercedes is teaming up with. And that is, of course, the one and only Jake Atlas. This could be definitely a pretty big match. So after that, uh, we're going to get a brief promo for tonight's main event, which is the one and only Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly here tonight in a singles bout. Some would say that this is an NXT dream match because of how crazy these two are. We then, we then return from, to the break. We, we come back from the break and you see the battery charger goes from 50 to 51%. I just have no idea who, what that can potentially be. I really don't know. So it has then been announced that Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez versus Bo and Zaylee is confirmed and official for next week. There will also be a face-off between NXT Tag Team Champions MSK and Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, plus the number of contender triple threat tag team match for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. So now we are getting ready for the main event, which is Kyle Riley versus NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida in a singles bout. This, of course, will not be a title match, but it's all about respect. And so, who will be getting the victory in this NXT Dream match? Will it be Kyle Riley or will it be the Cruiserweight Champion Kushida? We're going to find out the answer coming up next, right after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is John Wilkins at Outside the Ropes, the podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of season two. Today is Wednesday, and today is the June 22nd edition of NXT. Last week's NXT was huge because last week was the follow edition of NXT after TakeOver in your house. But this week, it's the second week after, and we're now getting ready for our next humongous show, and that's, of course, the Great American Bash which is less than two weeks. But before we get to that, we of course need to build the card up because Great American Bash is basically a pay-per-view like NXT, but of course, live on the USA Network and not on Peacock or the WWE Network. So, this is going to be an exciting week. I know for sure. I'm not 100% sure what the card is, but I'm sure it's humongous. And so, without further ado, Let's get into the business and see what happens here in this week's episode of NXT. NXT changed last week with the arrival of Samoa Joe as Willie Regal's enforcer. The Samoa submission specialist demanded respect from the roster and brought some order to the chaos. The first order of business was a deal with the animosity between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. The two will fight in NXT Great American Bash, but first they will battle opponents of their choice. KOR wanted the best, 
So we stepped up to the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida in an untitled match. Orelli had a chance to prove himself as the highest level. His opponent was unclear. This would be his first match in NXT TV in months. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark joined forces to combat with the way, but first, the team needed to build some credibility before challenging the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. This week, they would fight the team of Aaliyah and Jess Camille, of course, of the Robert Stone brand. Ricky Monet promised a massive second act with her world premiere and encore. This is a mysterious. And also, this is something pretty crazy. The Diamond Mine will finally open its doors. And, if, and of course, if Rice looked for some measure of revenge after recent attacks and insults from Hit Row. While much promised, a few months on the night were fully clear. This card had a chance to shock many of NXT continue to evolve with the arrival of Joe. What will happen? We're going to find out sooner or later. Alright, so tonight's NXT episode opens up with a look back at last week's episode and how Smojo returned to be the enforcer of NXT Jar Manager really Regal. We also get a brief preview for tonight's show. And so we're then live from the Capitol Wrestling Center as Vic Jokes welcomes us and he's on the ringside with Bay Barrett and Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix. And so we go right to the ring and out comes first Adam Cole as Alyssa Taylor does introductions. Cole will be facing an opponent of his choosing. So Cole takes the mic and the fans chant his name. So Cole then says and brings up how Billy Rico has booked him to face Kyler Riley at Great American Bash and how Samoa Joe assaulted him last week. And how he gets his opponent tonight. Cole says, I did some thinking, there's no way in hell I'm picking my opponent. I'm not going to start following the rules just because Joe is here. There's a new king of this brand since you've been gone, and, we're, and you're looking at me. That's of course directed at Joe. You will recognize me as the greatest NXT superstar of all time once I beat Kyle at the bash. We're lucky because you get to see me tonight. But this match isn't happening. But then that's when out comes new corner Kamalo Hayes, who debuted last week. Hayes takes a mic and says, You might not know who I am, but I know who you are. My name is Carmelo Hayes. And if anyone will change your mind, it will be me. Holden says, How do you plan on doing that, tough guy? Hayes then says, Oh, there's this famous phrase that goes something like, Ruthless Aggression. Of course, same uh, of course, doing the thing that John Cena did back in 2002, making his debut. Uh, if you don't know what this is, of course, back in 2002, 
John Cena debuted on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, Kurt Angle was holding an open challenge, and John Cena was the one to step up to the plate to take on Kurt Angle. And so, Kurt was like, "What do you press? Uh, uh, what do you possess that makes you want to think you can face the very best in the business?" And then that's when John is like, "Ruthless aggression!" And then he suddenly slaps uh, Kurt in the face. And then the match is on the way. It's pretty hilarious. That was, of course, the beginning of John Cena. But back to the action. So, Carmelo says, Ruthless aggression. And then he suddenly slaps, smacks Cole in the face. And Cole is fired up. And so the bell is suddenly wrong. And the match is on the way. Hayes and Cole go at it. As Hayes takes control of Cole early on with a clothesline. Cole goes out to the floor to set off harm's way. But then Hayes launches himself over the top rope taking Cole down to ringside. Hayes grabs Cole and brings him back into the ring. And then follows up. But then Cole suddenly bleeds him into the face. Knocking Hayes off the apron. The fans chant for Cole as he goes to the floor to bring Hayes back in. But then once he brought Hayes back in. Cole started stomping away on Hayes in the corner. Cole continues to keep control of the offense and delivers a suplex to Hayes in the middle of the ring. Cole then shows off and then grabs Hayes again and nails a neckbreaker. Cole then grinds Hayes across the bottom rope with the boot as the referee counts the five and warns him. Cole then continues to send more strikes down Hayes's road. As Cole then kicks Hayes down, but then Hayes was about to get another kick from Cole, but Hayes blocks it and nails a sudden jawbreaker to Cole, then a clothesline to knock Cole down. Hayes then covers on Cole for the pin, but Cole kicks about two. Hayes continues with the offense as he sends strikes to Cole in the corner, beating Cole down. Hayes then charges towards Cole, but then Cole yanks him into the middle turnbuckle, then Hayes Gets knocked down to the floor, landing hard. The fans are obviously on Hayes' side as they start booing Cole. As Cole then grabs Hayes and launches him into the barrier, then launches him into the barrier again, into the plexiglass barrier. And the fans show their displeasure to Cole as we go to a picture-in-picture commercial. We return for the break, and Cole has continued with the offense as he has... Hayes grounded with a headlock. We see how Cole landed at Yukarashi during the break. The fans try to rally for Hayes as Hayes fights up and out of a hold, but then Cole ends up turning things back around with the offense. Cole then starts talking to his trash as he then grabs Hayes and then sends Hayes back out to the floor as the referee counts to 10. But then Hayes comes back in, but then Cole keeps control of the offense even more. But then... <clears throat> Hayes comes back with some offense as well as these two go back and forth. But then Hayes gets the offense going as he drops Cole with a pump kick. Hayes went for another move, but then Cole cuts him off. And, and Cole went for another move of himself, but Hayes counters and drops him face first. That's when Hayes covers on Cole with a pin, but Cole kicks out just before the three. Hayes went for another move on Cole, but Cole counters it and suddenly rolls up Hayes with a pin, but Hayes kicks him at two. 
but went for another move of his own, but Hayes blocks it. And then Neil's an injury to Cole. It continues the offense and covers on Cole for the pin, but Cole can't sell at two once again. Hayes and covers on Cole again, but once again, Cole kicks him at two. Cole went for another move, and then Hayes blocks it. Oh, excuse me. I already went over that, didn't I? Yeah, I did. So, Hayes is showing some frustration as he can't put away Cole, as he's trying to do anything he can to put Cole away, but just cannot keep that pin locked in for the three. So the fans went from chanting, who are you, earlier, to Carmelo. Carmelo then sends chops to the chest of Cole, but then Cole fires back with a few strikes of his own. But then Hayes counters again and delivers a backstabber to Cole. Hayes then covers on Cole again, but once again, Cole kicks about two. Cole then comes off the second rope for the Panama Sunrise, but then Hayes super kicks him in the face. But then Cole cuts Hay out, but Hayes goes for another move, and then Cole cuts him off and drops him with the Panama Sunrise. And then Cole covers on uh, Hayes for the pin, and Cole gets the one, two, and three, and Cole is your victor. After the match, Cole stands all as his music hits. He heads to replays. We come back to see Cole staring down at Hayes as his arm is raised in victory. The announcers then hype Cole versus O'Reilly 2 at the Great American Bash as Cole makes his exit. What a very impressive match by Camelo Hayes. Camelo Hayes faced one of the best in the business and he definitely did it very, very well. Hayes is a serious talent to watch. His charisma is striking, even in short promos, and he has truly impressed in the ring his ability to keep up with top talent. He has truly put some serious recognition early in NXT, which is rare for someone with so little spotlight before arriving in NXT. This was a good story to tell in the ring with Hayes. He fought hard and got extra motivated when Cole discounted him. However, much like Ashita, he put off more than he could chew with Cole. Well, of course, while well, the Cena callback was pretty funny, the point was clear and Hayes wants to be the feature of the business. He is one of the real stars who, have that, who has that edge and might allow him to do just that. So... That being said, that was a very impressive and great start to the show of a lot of things to come later tonight. So after that, we then see a video from Jet from earlier today where Ricky Monet was hanging out backstage with Leah Jesse Camille, looking forward to the matches later tonight. Monet says, everyone should be calling you the winner's circle. But then that's when Robert Stone walks up and Monet says, tonight will be a good night for you you both and the Robin Stone brands. That's when Bonnet's dog ends up snapping at Stone as Monet walks off. After that, we then see Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with Zoe Stark.
Mackenzie asked, why did she, uh, Majo asked why Zoe saved EO last week. Sark says, I saved EO Shirai last week because Shirai gave me a big break when I came to NXT. And I'm paying it back. And that's when Shirai appears and says, I respect you, but I don't like you. Shirai then walks off and Sark says, Mutual respect is all we need. Stark then walks off as we go back to commercial as it looks like. <clears throat> that might be the next match of the night. We then head back to commercial. We return for the break and we get a video package with the million dollar champion LA Knight sitting by the pool, most likely at his house. He brags on about winning the belt and turning on the Hall of Fame from Ted DiBiase last week by getting ready and getting rid of what he didn't need. And then brings up Kevin Grimes coming up last week to save DiBiase. Knight then cuts a with Grimes and says, The ladder match fall you took at TakeOver will be nothing compared to when I drop you on the head next. And so after that, we then go back to the ring and out comes the way Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. Gargano takes the mic and says, These are exciting times. We have new management, which means... We need a new NXT champion and a new phase of the brand. We don't need this mean, leather-wearing guy carrying cross. We need Gargano. NXT thrived and was the best during my 57-day ring as NXT champion. I proved that takeover the cross is not on my level. I classed out, or excuse me, outclassed cross every time we were in the ring together. And everyone knows that I can out-wrestle Cross on my worst day. But then out comes the one and only Pete Dunne and Orny Lorcan. They enter the ring as the way looks on and Dunne then asks Gargano as he has a mic saying, Are you mad? You must be bad if you think you're the number one contender of, over me. And then Theory goes to speak and then Dunne tells him to shut up. Theory starts getting upset but then Gargano then says, you both are just trying to provoke us or provoke chaos. There are new ways of doing things in NXT. And we don't partake in shenanigans any longer because we are law abiding citizens. We are good people, and if you want to fight, you won't get it from the way. And now I'm putting the mic down gently. And so then he and Theory exit. Ring, but then Theory stops on the apron and warned Don that he will be watching. But then Don suddenly bends the fingers back of Theory, and Theory then falls out to the floor, screaming about his broken fingers. And Gargano is counseling him as it heads back together while Don and Lorcan look gone. As well, Theory said that he was going to be watching them. Well, it kind of backfired with Don, of course, being the bruiser way that he is, by of course bending the fingers back of Theory. Just a normal list of done at this point. So after that, we then see a video from earlier today of a white Bentley pulling up and Cameron Grimes hops out and see tips a few guys in the parking lot after he has how DBIC is going doing. But then that's when a Sterling saw some jokes about Grimes visiting DBIC in a nursing home. That's when Grimes slowly decks a reef with the right hand, dropping him down and Grimes and walks off and says, that was for Ted. After that, we then see Mackenzie Mitchell 
hedging over there in the corner back, asking about Kyle Riley. That's when Cole says, I don't want to talk about Kyle or Kushido because what I did to Camelo is nothing compared to what I will do at Riley at Great American Bash. And then that's when really Rico shows up and he says, I want to make sure there are no issues between you and Samoa Joe after last week. I suggest you don't provoke Joe. Colin says, I'm not happy. He says he isn't happy as he's, as he says, uh, I'm not happy without you haven't reprimanded Joe yet for putting his hands on me last week. I'm going to do you a, you and everyone a favor by getting out of here. He then packs his bags and heads out. Instead of come, the Robert Stonebrand will be taking on Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. We'll be returning back to commercial. We return for the break and we see our battery charger teaser from last week. This time it goes from 30 to 31. So we see Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory walk into the office of you know, Regal. Walk into the office of Regal. We see Theory's fingers are taped up from what done to, to him earlier. Gargano says, We will be model citizens. But Pete Dunn only looking interrupted, and there needs to be consequences. Again, that makes suggestions, including some old Joe choking them, out, choking them out and stuff like that. But then that's when Regal says, Well, well you both will be facing Dunn and Lurkin in a tag team match. And then that's when, like, uh, Gargano says, I'm not in my gear. And then that's when Regal is saying, You're wasting precious time. And so that's when Gargano and Theory walk off. As it looks like Theory, uh, or excuse me, Gargano has to get ready, even though he's uh, in his ring gear. So tough night for Gargano and Theory. So after that, we go back to the ring, and we see Zoe Stark is being introduced first. We see the Robert Stone brand is watching from the corner. That's when at least that's when, uh, of course, it's Elio with Jessica Camille for the Robert Stone. And what comes next, the one and only E.O. Shirai, the, the, the returning Shirai of last week, of course, was saved by Stark last week, so that's why these two are teaming up, against each, or teaming up with each other. So after Shirai does her usual entrance, Shirai and Elia are, are looking to go at it first to start off this match. And so the ref crows for the bell in the match, so that way as Shirai and Aaliyah go at it to start. Aaliyah went for a move, but Shirai counters and takes Aaliyah down. Shirai then sends a few strikes, sends some offense and strikes to Aaliyah, and nails a big flapjack to Aaliyah in the middle of the ring. Shirai then drop kicks Aaliyah to knock her back down. Shirai drops Aaliyah into the corner, then puts boots to her, and then then runs towards Aaliyah and nails a double knees into Aaliyah. That's when Eo tags in Stark and Stark takes Aaliyah down by her arm. Stark shows Aaliyah up by landing on her feet from a head scissors counter. Stark then decks Aaliyah in, but then in comes Kamiya of the tag. Kamiya and Stark trade offense between each other in pin attempts, 
but it leads into Stark nailing a double stomp on the back of Cameo. But then as Stark went for another move, Cameo turned things around and drops a big elbow using the ropes to knock Stark down. Cameo then covers on Stark for the pin, but Stark kicks him at two. That's when we see the women's tag team champions the way India Harbo and Candice Array come walking down to ringside to watch the match. Stone is barking as Kamea and Aaliyah double team Stark in the corner. Aaliyah continues to keep control of Stark and drop kicks her down and then covers on Stark for the pin but Stark kicks about two once again. And then heads commercial with the with the William Hartwell taunting Shirai from the bottom of the ramp as Shirai yells back at them. We then head back to the we then head back from the break and Kamea is continuing to control Stark as the way watching from ringside. Aaliyah then tags in and then nails in the big double team move to Stark and then covers on Stark for the pin but Stark once again kicks away two. That's when Aaliyah then grounds Stark with a body scissors and Stark then powers off of a front face lock and drops Stark on her face. That's when Shirai tags in as does Kamea. Excuse me, Shirai tags in as, the, as does Kamea and Shirai then runs well as the fans cheer on. After nailing Kamea, Shirai looks back at the way to taunt them. Then Shirai sees Kamea is on the ropes and nails the 619. Shirai then avoids Leo from attacking her on the floor, then kicks Aaliyah in the face from the apron. Shirai then nails a missile drop kick to Kamea and then covers on Kamea for the pin, but Kamea kicks about two. Shirai goes for a double underhook to Kamea, but Kamea, Kamea counters or blocks it and drops Shirai with a kick to the face. That's when Aaliyah tags in and hits a Northern Light suplex to Shirai and she looks like she might put away this match as Aaliyah covers on Shirai for the pin, but Shirai kicks out at two. Kamea tags back in and goes for the double suplex, but then Shirai lands on her feet. Shirai then, excuse me, Stark tags in and levels both opponents at once. Stark drops Kamea with a big suplex, and that's when Stark tags Shirai back in, and Shirai goes to the top for her signature moonsault to Kamea, and she jumps off the top rope, nails in the the moonsault and then covers on Kameo for the pin and gets the one, two, and three as Eo and Zoe Stark win the match. After the match, Shirai and Stark celebrate as her music hits. We head to replays, and then we come back to see the way uh, te teasing rushing to the ring and Shirai and Stark get ready for a fight as they stare Lorraine Hartwell down. But then, that's when we hear the voice of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez as they appear on the other side of the apron. They make it known that they have their eyes on the NXT Women's Tag Team Towers and EO and Stark cannot uh, think they can, that they can get their hand, they can get an opportunity for the Tag Team Towers before Raquel and Kai could. And that's when Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart come down the ramp saying, We deserve the next title shot. And so the three challengers uh, are all around the ring. And then that's when all four teams, excuse me, all three challenger teams start brawling in the ring as the way retreats to the stage to watch 
and Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Great Kong Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, Stark, and Neo are all brawling in the ring at this time. And that's when we see Samoa Joe coming out and calls out security to restore order, pulling everyone back to stop this humongous brawl that is broken out with these six superstars. And that was crazy. Now let's talk about the match real quick before we talk about the ball after. So So in this match, <clears throat> excuse me. This was a solid match between these two teams. Camille and Leo had some great offense in this match, making it look like they were a threat to Shroy and Stark. But Stark and Yo did a great job in this match. Working together, of course, and the other out for the Moonsaw, getting the victory for Rio or for Stark and Yo herself. But then, of course, this victory is important because this shows that Stark and Yo are an effective team. And it's important in setting up a triple threat number contender match for Great American Bash. And all six women that are in that match are among the absolute best in NXT, and any team that wins. We'll have a great tag team title match to come against the way. Now that brawl between these two or between these three tag teams, it was pretty incredible. It was definitely very, very tense. And all three of these teams want their hands on that tag team titles. But there's only one team with the titles, and that's of course the tag the tag team of the way. And Stark and Yale got the victory, but Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai apparently think that they deserve a saddle shot before Stark and Yale do. And then that's when Shati and Ember want their titles back because, of course, they lost it to Indian Candace a few weeks back. So, definitely a lot of tension and a lot of personal stuff is going on in this feud between these three tag teams. So, with the triple, th potentially a triple threat or triple tag team number contender match to possibly come to build this up, it would be pretty interesting if that's actually official or not. Maybe I came up with it and that's not going to happen. Maybe I am right and that's most likely what's going to happen. So, we'll see what happens. But after that, we did get a pre-video package of promo tonight's non-title main event between Kachita and Kyle O'Reilly. And we return back to commercial. We return from the break, and Tommaso and, Champ and Timothy Thatcher versus NXT Tag Team Champions MSK is confirmed for the Great American Bash. And this, of course, is for the Tag Team Championships. And so, we are now getting ready for the next match of the night, which is a unexpected match. That wasn't exactly supposed to happen tonight. But Regal made it official uh, earlier in the night. And that is, of course, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory to take on Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne in a tag team match. Will the way be able to pull off a victory? Or will Lorcan and Dunne do the things that they are normally done or normally known for? That's, of course, getting another victory. We'll find out coming up next. We'll be right back out for the break.
everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the ring for the main event of the June 22nd edition of NXT. Before we get to that, let's first go over what happened before the last break. So, we first had the way take on Pete Dunne and Orly Lorcan in a tag team bout. This was a solid match between these two, but I came to them down to the moment where the way quickly changed into gear for the match, but Theory was an easy target for the physical technicians. Theory struggled to come back because of his injured finger. He's abstained because of Dunn earlier in the night. Gargano then got involved, fighting like the old Johnny Gargano or Johnny Wrestling to stay in the fight. Gargano finally got the tag, and he and Dunn went to war. Gargano pushed himself before hitting one final beat on Lurkin to take the victory, but afterward, Cross laid out Gargano with a running elbow to send a message to the former NXT champion. And later, Samoa Joe allowed Cross to walk out after an intense glare from Scarlet. And the Bruiseway again caught the eye of the Samoan submission specialist. After that, we then had Frankie Monet's encore to her world premiere debut a few weeks back as she took on Electro Lopez. Monet barely treated Electra Lopez as a threat until she took an elbow and boot to the face. The physical offense motivated Alvaro Loca further, who attacked her young opponent, and she had the glam slam to take the victory. And last but not least, we then had Hit Road take on Evroy's. Early in the night, Evroy's tried to spray paint on Hit Row's van, but Top Dollar caught them, and Hit Row interrupted Bronson Reed's interview to clarify or clearly established that ICS for Scott has his eyes. On the North American Championship. The road that made an impact right off the bat on Everett's and Matt Martell and Chase Parker could not respond. And Top Dollar set up Martell in powerbomb position for a neckbreaker from Asante Theodonis to take the victory. And then last but not least, backstage, Mercedes was getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell about that. Mercedes will be taking on Boa and Zaylee in a mixed tag team match. But of course, Mercedes did not have a tag team partner because this, she doesn't make friends very, uh, doesn't make friends that well. But then that's when Zaylee suddenly attacked Mercedes from behind, and then Boa came out to say something to to Mercedes. But then that's when Jake Atlas makes a save with a big kick to Boa. And then Atlas hosts Mercedes up, and Jake says, it looks like I just joined the fight. And then made official that Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez will be taking on Bo and Zaylee next week in a mixed tag team match. And so now we are ready for the main event, which is the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida taking on Kyle Riley in a match of respect. Now for the title, like I said, a match of respect and for bragging rights. We'll be getting the victor. There's only one way to find out, and that's NXT Dream Match. Let's get started. So we go back to the ring for tonight's non-title main event, as NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida makes his way out first. Out comes next, the one and only Kyla Raleigh. Once everyone is ready to go, the rough calls for the bell when the match is on the way, as these two go at it, trading holds and counters. But then, Kyla Raleigh gets the upper hand, 
after going to the ropes with the first takedown. Kushida and Kyler and O'Reilly tangle even more in the back, training counters and holds as they get back to their feet and back down for a few minutes. Kushida then gets the upper hand with the tank with the tangling as he nails an armbar to O'Reilly, but O'Reilly escapes and they face up again as the fans cheer him on with a face off. O'Reilly and Kushida tingle again, but O'Reilly gets the upper hand by taking Kushida down. O'Reilly tries for a submission, but the Kushida gets to the ropes before anything can happen. O'Reilly then nails a big boot to the face to Kushida to level him, but Kushida goes for the flying back double, but then O'Reilly catches him with an armbar in mid-air. This then leads more back and forth between each other, but it leads until Kushida nailing a drop kick to O'Reilly. Kushida and the grunts O'Reilly works on the arm while he's down, but they both get back up, but Kushida takes O'Reilly right back down by his arm. They both fight back to their feet, but Kushida is getting the upper hand, landing multiple strikes to O'Reilly. They both struggle to take their attempts as they can't land them, but then they both charge at each other again, but they collide with headbutts and both men go down. And we had to picture in picture commercial with both men definitely pulling off a big fight between these two. We return for the break and the fans are chanting NXT as O'Reilly and Kashida are going at it move for move. O'Reilly tries to go for a jumping knee after offense from Kashida and he nails it in. And then O'Reilly takes Kashida back down for a submission from behind. O'Reilly continues to kick Kashida down. With the body scissors, but O'Reilly continues with the offense in the upper hand as he knows the big as O'Reilly knows Kushida with big strikes on their feet. But then Kushida rocks O'Reilly with a clothesline. Kushida then takes O'Reilly down into an arm breaker, then into a hoverboard lock. But then the back and forth continues on the map for a few more minutes as this is literally neck to neck because of how technical these two or how similar these two uh, technicality and athleticism are so much more similar but then Kushida gets the upper hand with a big kick to the elbow as O'Reilly sells it Kushida then nails a big suplex and a bridge for the pin on O'Reilly but O'Reilly kicks him at two as O'Reilly gets the ropes to break the pin up Kushida then goes to the top and then misses a flying knee as O'Reilly got out of harm's way. This then leads more back and forth offense between these two, but then O'Reilly gets the upper hand with a brain buster in the middle of the ring to Kushida. He then covers on Kushida for the pin, but Kushida kicks it at two. The fans do the dueling chance as we hit the 10 p.m. mark, or 10 p.m. Eastern mark, or 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. O'Reilly goes to the top and then Kushida kicks off, sending Kushida out to the apron. No, excuse me, sending O'Reilly out to the apron. O'Reilly then gets sent into the ring post shoulder first by Kushida. And Kushida continues with the offense with the kicks on the apron to, to O'Reilly. O'Reilly and Kushida tingle even more, but then Kushida gets the upper hand as he drops O'Reilly onto the edge of the apron with a humongous suplex. Both men fall to the floor and the referee counts to 10. Because of how much these two have done to each other, it might seem like they might get countered out because they're both still down, 
and at like the four or five cone, Kashido and Wally are just now moving and getting back up. But Kashido brings Wally and himself back in at the six cone and then nails a warning to kick to Wally. Kashido went for another move and then Wally catches him in his tracks or stops him in his tracks and delivers a big knee to Kashido. Then a kick and a punch to keep Kashida down. Kashida then drops Arali with the right hand and they both go down once more. But then that's when Kashida went for a hover over lock, but Arali turns the things around into a sudden roll up and Arali got the one, two, and three and Arali pulls off an unexpected victory. After the match, the music heads as they recover. Kashida has a few wins with the referee over the count, but we go to replays and we come back to see Kashida and Raleigh stand tall together. And obviously, there's a great show of respect between each other as they hug it out after the match. And this match did not end with bad blood, but all with respect. This match was very, very good. Kishida and KOR gave us a rare technicality focus on where both looked to get a big submission to get seal it. While O'Reilly won, it was clear that the NXT Cruiserweight Champion had him on the ropes. The champion looked dangerous while O'Reilly got a win ahead of his heavily hyped match with Cole, and so that definitely elevates O'Reilly towards his big match against Cole because of course Cole got his victory over uh, Carmelo Hayes at the beginning of the night but then O'Reilly took on Kushida and so it would make of course sense for both men to win than to one man lose to the other competitor but either way the match ended with no bad blood and so that's what that's all that matters as that this match didn't end with any blood blood between Arali and Kushida, and it's all in a show of respect. And that's definitely what that's all about. So, back to after the match, uh, you see Arali and Sandy Tull together, talking between each other, hugging it out. But then out of nowhere, we then see Kyle pushing Kushida to the side as it's as we suddenly see Adam and Cole in the ring trying to attack O'Reilly or Kushida as a Cole and O'Reilly brawl to ringside over the announce table. That's when security runs down to break them up as Samojo is who also there as they escort away. But then suddenly a man attacks who's wearing a sweater with his hood over his head, attacks Kushida in the ring and he beats him down. The man takes off the hood and it's Roderick Strong! What in the world is he doing here? I thought he left NXT months ago. That's when we see another man, and it's Tyler Rust. We have not seen him in months as he's watching from the apron. And then we see Hideki Suzuki, and then Malcolm Bivens. We have not seen him in months either. Enters the ring and brings Kashiro's. NXT Kuzway title belt inside the ring, showing it to Strong and then laying out over Kashido. Even says, This is the Diamond Mind. 
the fans blew his diamond mind, stand tall together over Kushido, staring down at him as NXT goes off the air as we shockingly find out what the diamond man truly is. Kyler Raleigh, Tyler Rust, Malcolm Bivens. We have not seen these guys in months. I mean, a few months back, we saw Roderick Strong give back, give like an envelope to Rico a few months back, saying that he's leaving NXT. But now, a few months later, he is a part of the Diamond Mine faction. Along with the one and only Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens, who we have not seen in months. And now, of course, we have Hideki Suzuki along with them. I did not expect this to be what Diamond Mind is truly is. What I thought the Diamond Mine was, I thought it was something completely different to what I, what I saw here tonight. I thought the Diamond Mine was like some sort of uh, club or something like that. I don't know. I don't, even, I don't know what it was. It's some sort of club. But it's some something much more different than I expected. I had no idea that this faction had the one and only Tyler Ross, Malcolm Bivens, Kyle Raleigh, and Suzuki, and Suzuki in there. I can't believe what I just witnessed. Of course, we have seen multiple uh, vignettes of the Diamond Mine. And many expected a variety of different options. Or what in the world could this mean? But a shocking thing happened, and that was Strong, Rust, Bivens, and Suzuki. Are the fashion of faction of the Diamond Mine. I don't know what can happen next, but this will allow definitely strong. This will definitely allow strong. And was to thrive with more hype, and this group will most likely thrive very quickly. As there is definitely a lot of factions being built here, like we have Blackout of Phantasma, Hit Row, and now the one and only Diamond Mine. I really have no idea what to think of this. This is absolutely insane. I had, had no idea. Roderick Strong was making his way back to NXT. Especially when he said that he was leaving. I thought he was gone. But for him to come out of nowhere. Pulling off a shocking return. Being the leader of the group of the Diamond Mine. I have no idea what to think of this. I don't know what's going to happen next. I guess it's safe to say. The only thing. Or the only way we're going to find out. Is stay tuned for next week. 
Patrick Cole and Harali, of course, their feud has been absolutely insane lately. And with their brawl after the match was pretty shocking. I did not expect Cole to come out of nowhere and try to attack Harali after a great show of respect between Kushido and Harali himself. That was pretty crazy. And then for the Diamond Mine to take, uh, to take advantage of Kushida being left inside the ring by, by himself, get attacked by the Diamond Mine. And show who they truly are, and that's a humongous shocker. Seeing a, seeing uh, Roderick Strong back with his own fraction. I mean, the Undisputed Era is far over, and now Roderick Strong has made his own faction. He has made his own faction with Tyler Rust, Malcolm Bivens, and Suzuki. That was truly shocking. I'm really excited for next week. Because, of course, we've already gone over a few things that happen, that's going to happen next week. A triple tag team match for the number one contender for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas take on Bo and Zia Lee. And then, of course, Timothy Thatcher and Samantha Champa face off with the NXT Tag Team Champions, MSK. As it is official that Thatcher and Champa will be taking on MSK for the tag team titles at Great American Bash in less than two weeks. And so with that being said, that will be concluding today's episode of Vice of the Ropes. I'm still in shock with the Diamond Mine. I have no idea what to think of that. I really am wondering what's going to happen next, see what happens next week, and find out our answers. Of course, we still have a big week here tonight, or here this week, as this upcoming Friday, we will be seeing the first Friday Night Smackdown after Hell in a Cell this past Sunday and see exactly how Hell in a Cell, uh, Hell in a Cell changes or what effect does it have on the on the Smackdown superstars and of course like we, what we saw this past Monday we saw the beginning of the Money in the Big Qualifier matches which most likely will be happening on Smackdown as well as long as we see the as well as we see the uh, as well as we see the, the result of Hell in a Cell and the effect on it that it has on SmackDown. And so with that being said, that is conclude today's episode of Vice of the Ropes. I'm very excited for next week. I know what happens with the Dummy Mine. See what happens with um, Atlas and Mercedes taking a bow and Zai Lee. Last but not least, what happens with the face-off between Champ and Thatcher and MSK. Once again, my name is Jonah. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll see you guys this Saturday for the highlights of a follow episode of SmackDown after Hell in a Cell. Thank you guys for joining me, and I'll see you guys next time.